Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm wondering when pitchers and catchers report. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. The World Series hasn't even started yet, so you got a little bit of time before that happens, Ulysses. Uh, we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Uh, we do plan to have an abridged mailbag episode pretty darn soon. So send us your comments, questions, inquiries, opinions, lockedonrays at gmail.com. Again, lockedonrays at gmail.com to get in on that. Uh, This episode is presented by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And tell them Locked On sent you. Ulysses, I also want pitchers and catchers to report, but alas, it will be a little bit of time before that happens. In the meantime, we have player reviews. Let's go. And today, we have Nelly Cruz, Nelson Cruz, for our player review. And we have a format for this. We give an overview of their statistics, what went right, what went wrong, and the particular player's future with the team. So without further ado, what did Nelson Cruz do for the Rays, Ulysses? Well, Nelson Cruz, boomstick. Uh, Of course, the biggest trade deadline acquisition ever for the Rays. Mm. Uh, That that is just a fact. Uh, I don't want to hear no Chad Qualls. I thought Eric Sogard was a bigger deal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for putting it in perspective. Uh, in 55 games, Boomstick had 217 at-bats. That's a slash line of 226, a 283 on base, 442 slugging, 725 OPS, 13 bombs in 55 games, 36 RBIs. Um, you know, big picture. Uh, you know, I think that the most thing, that the most positive that you can take out from him is not really the stat line itself mm-hmm. is what he provided the team. Uh, number one, the, the deepening of that lineup, putting Nelson Cruz in that third or fourth spot in the lineup. Now you're making wonder Franco better. You're making Randy Rosarena better. You're making Meadows, Brendan Lau, Yandy Diaz, all the much better because they're now in a better situation to succeed because that pitcher now has to have another mm-hmm. uh, different uh, attack plan for, for that lineup. So that's the, the first way that Nelson Cruz can, can kind of help a team. And you saw how that helped with the race and, and run creation after he was acquired. The second side that I can see the major positive is his influence mm-hmm. on the guy like Wander Franco on a guy like Randy Rosarena and the Rays knew exactly what they were doing, Kevin, because where did they put him in the clubhouse? Right in the middle yes. of those two lockers. Yeah, that was huge. And also not just the connection with the Spanish language young guys, but also the guys that are 
or going to be designated hitters primarily? How do you go about your business? Austin Meadows getting some tips from him. So, of course, Nelson's ability or just his presence of thickening out the lineup. We don't have intern McGee with us, but if we did, we could maybe do a analysis of every offensive player's numbers, how they improved or didn't improve since Nelson Cruz arrived. If I had to guess, I mean, the, it seemed like the Rays offense, even though his numbers may not totally speak to it. Did this team not score the most runs in uh, franchise history? Uh, Maybe somebody has it in front of them. I don't have it in front of me, but I do believe that they actually had less than five runs per game before. Right. Nelson Cruz uh, got to the team. And then after it was past five. Yeah. So, so you could see the deepening of the lineup effect of what we're talking about. And also uh, you mentioned his presence, but just the fact of him coming to the team, I think reinvigorated the team yeah. and reinvigorated the fan base. It was a show from the front office of saying, we believe in this team and we're going to semi not semi, but we're going to make a legit push for the playoffs. And this is this is our biggest need, middle of the order, right-handed bopper. This is what we're going to get out, and this is what we're going to get, and that's what they did. I think it uh, brought a lot of excitement. I mean, you have a, a Here Comes the Boom shirt, right? I, I saw, <laughs> and you would yeah. see a lot of those around Tropicana Field. So, And I know that the numbers aren't, and we'll get into this, sort of what went wrong with Nelly, but... He's there to hit homers. He hit 13 home runs in 55 games. Right. That's a pretty good number right there. And there's two, really, two big moments that stood out to me from uh, what Cruz was able to do with the Rays. One, his his debut game with the Rays, where he hit a home run in the third inning off Zach Plesak. It yeah. was the, okay, this is why this guy has 400-some homers and has basically been the most imposing or most prolific power hitter right. since 2014 where he can hit a oppo line drive ball 111 miles per hour and still get it over the fence that was the first one yeah. that really sticks out in my mind the other one is and i know again we'll get into two, uh, we'll get into this his, his struggles in the playoffs but he did have a big moment in the playoffs i think it was game 1 if i recall yes. the home run off the C-ring catwalk, which does not happen very often right. in the postseason. So there were a couple of highlight moments from Nelson Cruz in his short stay with the Rays. No, certainly. And I think those are probably the, the, the top two. Uh, if you have to, you know, maybe maybe make it down to two or maybe three, yeah. you, you could add another one. But that, that, that five RBI game he had as well. But no, that that I love that positive too, Kevin, because this was a team that was, you know, losing so many pieces arms wise, especially mm-hmm. after Tyler Glass now. So it did it did need that shot of adrenaline, and that's exactly what the, yeah. this this trade did. Now, I love it because it also showed that the front office not only believed in this team but wanted to kind of reward a fan base thirsting for mm-hmm. a middle of the order bat like Nelson Cruz, regardless of what, of what Ryan and Strotman do in their careers. Uh, I, I, I just don't see this as a, as a loss. Right. You had to have this component in this, in this season. Did it work out ultimately like you wanted to maybe, maybe not completely, 
maybe not completely. And and that's okay. Sometimes, you know, yeah. you are going to lose trades, but I the intent was there. The that was what you needed to, to do. It helped remove a little bit of the stink off of not bringing Charlie Morton back and trading Blake Snell. Yes. And it wasn't just giving up Strotman and Ryan, but the Rays actually took on salary. They took on $5 yeah. million for those two it's plus refreshing. months. Yes, so refreshing it was. That's never the case. Never. <laughs> Eric Solgar, it's the case. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, yeah, I have to agree with you. That, that, that positive, I think... It was just more for the yeah. fans too. You know? And and last thing on, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll, in the conclusion of this, kind of wax poetic a little bit about Nelson Cruz. But even at what's he now, 42 years old? Yeah, I know he's above 40. That's uh, been a storyline for a little bit now, but right. still remains one of the strongest hitters in the game as far he is not losing strength folks his average exit velocity 93rd percentile max exit velocity 99th percentile hard hit percentage 94th percentile barrel percentage 85th percentile now i'm not going to mention the whiff percentage and the chase rate and the sprint speed and some of those metrics but again he still is very very strong in at his advancing age. You know what? I, I am actually surprised. The speed, though. The speed actually ticked up since coming from Minnesota to Tampa. Mm. It rejuvenated him. And I think that was really cool to see. And I, I I don't have... Wait, I do have the numbers here. In 55 games, he grounded into double... Pl- actually, no. Trivia question. Okay. Trivia question for the listeners who have been listening to these player reviews. Uh, do you remember, Kevin and listeners, how many grounded double into double plays Randy Rosarena had? I think it was six or eight. It was nine. Nine. Okay. Do you know how many Nelson Cruz had? I would say probably fewer than Randy because he only played in 55 games. I, well, are you talking about Nelson with the race? With the race. Okay. I'll say five. Ground into double play. Four. Four. Okay. Four. So that's what I'm talking about when it kind of sparked me the wrong way that Randy had nine. Because yeah. if Nelson kind of had four, I can I can I can see that, even if it rejuvenated him and you know, mm-hmm. but it seems kind of odd that Randy Rosarena is, is been getting nine. But we talked about the yeah. hard hit percentage, which by the way, hard hit percentage, you're right. Nelson Cruz is still hitting it hard. 51% uh of his balls are are, are hard hit balls. So there, there's still something in that tank uh, for Nelson yeah. Cruz. Uh, speaking of tank, wow, talk about a transition. Rock Auto, maybe wow. need a tank upgrade or two. I don't know if you can get tank upgrades, but you can get a lot of upgrades at Rock Auto. Well, yeah, you, you can get – and the best upgrade is going to a place where you save time and money. And that's what happens when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 70, 85, 93%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? That doesn't make sense, folks. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could ever need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that Kevin Weiss and myself sent you there. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Okay, turning to some of the downside of Nelson Cruz's time with the Rays, Ulysses, what stood out on a negative angle with him? I think he took the I'm the big bopper. I am here for home runs mm-hmm. a little bit too seriously. And yeah. I can I can I can see it in two different uh metrics here. His ground ball rate actually decreased uh by three points since coming over from the twins uh to 41%, which okay, he's hitting less ground balls. Okay. But the problem was that his launch angle just went completely up, mm. uh, almost to four, four points up at 14%. So it was like he was just changing his approach. And that's why you were talking about that chase rate. That's why you're talking about that whiff rate. It was too because his methodology, his approach to taking at bats kind of changed from what yeah. made him successful because he was just put into this and I don't want to say the S word, but I'm going to say it anyway. Savior mode. Mm. Hey, save this offense. Hey, be the guy. Can you be the guy? Can you please be the home run guy? Please, please, please. You're the only one who has an actual cool home run trot. Right. Because you've been there so many times. You actually know how to trot after a home run. Uh, can you please be that guy? I think that that actually did get to him. That got mm. to him mentally, and his approach changed. And because his approach changed to a guy who has been there, done that for forever, it it changed him yeah. negatively. And we also have to acknowledge 55 games is still a pretty small sample size. Sure. It's so, still a small sample yeah. size, and there were a couple little things that may have prevented him from living up to his potential like we've seen in the past. He was hit by that pitch on the forearm. He missed a couple games or a couple days or wasn't at full health dealing with flu-like symptoms. Tropicana Field, very well, could be, it sort of could be like a Willie Adamas effect for him. In fact, I have the numbers of Nelly Cruz. They're ugly. At Tropicana Field. 211 with a 603 OPS in 101 or 90 at-bats, 101 plate appearances, in 25 games of those 13 home runs, only three came out yeah. of the trap. Mm-hmm. So way no, bueno. but to your point about changing the approach and being in savior mode and I'm here to hit bombs. That's what I'm here to do. Fourth in the order, fifth in the order, third in the order. You could see that a little bit, particularly when he gets behind in the count. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, we can just deduce that guys are more successful when they're ahead in the count compared to behind in the count. Right. But Nelson Cruz, what he's done in his career, he's not at a point where with two strikes, I'm going to choke up, try to put something in play to the other side and try to leg one out. That's right. not his game. No. His game is even with two strikes, I'm still going to swing hard. I'm yeah. still going to have that uppercut motion. And that's what we saw. And that was particularly in the playoffs where he struggled and it would have been nice to have his typically really good playoff self against the Red Sox. He was exploited up and in quite a bit. He was exploited with fastballs top of the zone where he just swings under and misses completely or 
hits a weak grounder or a pop-up or just doesn't do much or gets called looking on a pitch inside. So you could kind of see that, again, he's not he's not going to choke up on it and say, hey, let me just push one out there. He's He's there to hit the ball hard, and he's not going to deviate from that approach. He has a very upright stance. Yes. So when he ends up looking very foolish, like chasing out and away, which he basically Off-speed, did. speed breaking balls, all, yes. All the time during the playoffs, it's very noticeable. So the quality of the ABs was not the same during the playoffs. But if you just go into the regular season and, and take out the, the playoffs from, from, from the conversation for a little bit, the drop-off in production was so, so big from the twins to the rays mm-hmm. over 175 points less in ops coming from minnesota 175 points in ops so he he yeah. was basically a 725 ops guy with the race when he had been like an over 900 guy with the twins so that's yeah. that's pretty telling and, and and you're looking at that lineup and the positives definitely were there they it, all of the lineup got better because he was around, mm-hmm. but he got worse. He got worse from what he had been producing in Minnesota to what he what he did with the Rays. And again, it all it all starts here mentally. You know, if if you're just coming with that savor label, if you're coming in here with like please hit bombs, you change your approach. Your at bats are not the same. Mm-hmm. You start putting pressure on yourself. You get hit by, by pitches. You get sick. All of these things happen. And then you yeah. see how you can drop 180 points in OPS. Yeah, and, and again, it's not – he had been playing in the Central for how many years in a row now? You're moving to yeah. a new league, a new division, a new ballpark, trying to get on the same page with new teammates, trying to learn the – just, hey, where do I park? How do I – you know, where, where am I going to live? Where am I going to eat? Just all the little things add up over time. And that's that's not easy for anybody. And even a guy that's been in, that's been playing professional baseball since 2000, 2001 – uh, it's not either, but um, I guess the last thing on the negatives, the the postseason line here, uh, 176 average, 575 OPS. Again, not very many at-bats, but just didn't take advantage. 17 at-bats, and this is, let's remember, Nelson Cruz is one of the most successful postseason players of our generation. Right. 18 career postseason home runs, 978 979 career OPS in 187 postseason at-bats. He's tied in postseason homers with Reggie Jackson, Carlos Correa, and Mickey Mantle. And he didn't go quite as quiet as Brandon Lau, but he He's was on the podium. pretty quiet. Yeah. No, put the, put the quiet lineup in the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he take silver or bronze? Because he's taking one of them. Yeah, he's taking. We all know who get who gets the gold there. <laughs> Not in a good way either. Not in a good way. Gold piece of poop, maybe. Uh, they, <laughs> I didn't want to go there. Uh, no, look. Uh, yeah, he definitely was not himself in the playoffs. No. He definitely was not himself in, uh, during the regular season. His K rate. Look at this. Increased almost by nine points, <laughs> and then his walk rate plummeted to almost a career low. So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, yes, you're happy about that trade. I would not change them making that trade for the fandom and for that clubhouse. 
But damn it, did it have to be worst case scenario for his production in the regular season for himself, for his own personal stat line? We've talked about how he improved yeah. players around him. And then in the postseason, taking a, a, a the podium there on, on the negative side, I, I just... It's so unfortunate because it was there to be such a magical trade, yeah. man. Do you buy into the theory or hypothesis that he ran out of steam at some point at 42 years old and how many days you're going to run out of steam. You had the 60 game season last year. It's going from 60 to 162. And then you have the playoffs on top of that. And then you're being traded to a team mid season. Does, uh, you know, did he run out of juice a little bit at the end? Did he run Perhaps. out of boom? Yeah. On that stick. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I don't. If I were the race mm-hmm. front office and I had that checkbook in front of me, do I want to sign Nelson Cruz for the appropriate amount of money? I still would. It would not be for more than a year. Mm. So does that answer your question? Like there's still something there yes. for the right price, but not too much. Mm-hmm. and not for long. We will continue that, his future, possible future, with the team. But first, we've got to tell you about Bet Bet BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Be sure to head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive that bonus. Bet online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. And it's where the game starts as well. Okay, Ulysses, uh, we know that Nelson Cruz is a free agent, going to be a free agent in 2022. Question is, is he going to be on the race in 2022? Or is he going to be on one of the other 29 teams? That's a good question. Like I said just before, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back. Again, Mm -hmm. the positives are there and you can see them. He does deepen that lineup. That is just a fact. You can see it in the run creation between the pre-trade, post-trade numbers. That's there. The outside the line tutelage that he Mm -hmm. can give young players. And I know that the focus is on Randy Rosarena and Franco um, because of the history. But I love, 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 Kevin, that you said that's not it. Because I feel like that that sometimes it's a it's a it's an easy way to label guys. Okay, the Hispanic guys are going with the mm-hmm. Hispanic. No, you don't think Austin Meadows is going to be a better player by talking to Nelson Cruz right. about how to deal being a DH? So or I, Zanino, a power hitter. There you go. So so thank you for for mentioning that because it's not only Randy and Wander they get highlighted, but it's the Austin Meadows. Yeah. It's the Brandon Laus hitting 39 home runs and then asking, how do you deal with them knowing that you're a power, power hitter? How would they approach you? How do you get 
through that. How are you successful in the postseason, Nelson, even though you might not be successful in 2021, the postseason, but how have you gotten to that point? Uh, Those all things Mm -hmm. are positive and you want to bring back a guy that does that. However, the, the Rays do have a, a, a very, um, problematic future ahead of them which is too many good players too few spots the 40-man crunch we've talked about yes. it how the cba is going to to line up with that who knows rule five draft is pending so you're going to lose some guys are you going to trade them off do you want to sign a 42 year old that can only play dh or first base apparently yeah uh for the race uh, for for seven, eight million dollars for a Sutsugo type of salary, for mm-hmm. a an almost KK salary. I mean, that it would be surprising to me to, to see that. So, what percentage chance are you putting that he resigns with the Rays? Zero to a hundred. Okay, before I answer that question, I want you to tell me how much do you expect Nelson Cruz to sign for Ooh. one year? If it, let, let's take off the two years, let's say every every team in baseball is only going to sign him for one year. Mm-hmm. What's the going price for a Nelson Cruz in 2022? Well, a couple of things. I think some of that is contingent on if the universal DH is going to be part of the equation with Fair. the new CBA because that brings on a lot more suitors. But yes. I think. At the very least, I think Cruz, one-year deal, one-year deal, at least double-digit millions, at least $10 million. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somewhere, it's one-year deal. Yeah, he signed a, uh, a one-year 13 mil in, fact, in 2021. So. In fact, I think, again, I don't I, – I have multiple angles on this. For okay. one, I think that – the Rays wouldn't have given up Ryan Strotman the $5 million just expecting a two-month rental. I feel like they know or have some insight in the back of their minds that maybe Nelson would take a little bit of a discount to stay in the Tampa Bay area to play on a fun, energetic team that is going somewhere, Right. that is going I mean, we would think back to the playoffs just coming off 100 wins instead of just taking that money grab, unless there's a team that will step up with a multi-year deal. But yeah. would you rather play with the Rays for $10 million or go to Seattle for $14 Because that's actually, if not, I, I don't know if he signs with the Rays. I don't know what's going to happen. But if there's a, a, a landing spot that I could see him, if, if I were to put odds on it, I would say he'd go back to Seattle. Yeah. Because you talk about a team that – how many games did they win? They won at least 90? I mean, nine, maybe? They were, they were right in the yeah. wild card chase. They outperformed expectations. But one thing that they were missing big bat. Big bat. Like Ty France. Yeah. They, their DH was Luis Torrens. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and he's familiar yeah. with that city. He did a lot of damage with that city. He has a great relationship with Scott Service. It was actually Scott Service who taught him or advised him to go with that open stance so he could see spin on the ball better with using two eyes instead of one eye. So I think there's a connection there for sure of going back to Seattle. And you you talk about all the young players that they have in that organization, yeah. Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kalanick, uh, uh, Trammell, uh, Kyle Lewis. That That's a mentorship 
opportunity right there as well. So I think that could be a landing spot. But I like your answer, first take though. Yeah, to to your point, I think if it's one year, double digit, double digit millions. Let's make it ten mil. Yeah, ten, 10 mil. That's tough for me. Okay. If I were the race, that's okay. tough for me to put 10 mil on, 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 on. But I do like what you said, though. Do you give up Ryan and Strotman and $5 million just for two month, a two-month-plus playoff rental? If you're the race, that doesn't sound very raisian, yeah. right? So they do they have some information that lets them know he's going to sign with us in 2022, though? Don't you worry about yeah. it. We know exactly what he – he's going to like the clubhouse. He's going to like what we do. He's going to want to win. He's going to want to, you know, we talked about when I, re, I remember very uh, recently, we talked about winning when you're young and winning when you're old. It's important to win when you're old, man. Mm-hmm. You got to get that ring, right? You spend your whole life. You want that ring. Nelson is chasing that ring. He wants that ring. He's been in mm-hmm. the World Series before, never actually captured it. So I feel like that would, I like your theory. But again, 10 mil, that sounds kind of mm, very yeah. uh, far-fetched. But you tell me 14 mil for a two-year contract, I think the race do that. But then again, I just the, the I, long term of having a 42-year-old, that that yeah. has way too many question marks for my liking. Look, I think they'd almost rather do a one-year 10 mil than a two-year 14 mil. Yeah, I, w- and, I would too. I would too. And maybe they get creative with some incentives and bonuses. You get so many home right. runs. You get so many RBIs. You get so many at-bats. You play in so many games. And again- They did it with Morton. They did it with Zunino. Yes. They put, if you're in this much of other IL, you're here. IL, here. Look, oh. I, I we, we've talked about how little money that they've got on the books theoretically for this coming year- and this is a team that gave Chris Archer six and a half million dollars after not playing right. in 2020 and being crap in 2019. It's not like Nelson Cruz batted 155 <laughs> games with the race. It was, right. I mean, yes. Didn't exceed expectations. No. Didn't meet them. Maybe. No, he didn't meet expectations nor exceed them. In fact, if you, I mean, his numbers on the whole you combine what he did with Minnesota and with Tampa Bay, it actually turned out because of his struggles at times with Tampa Bay, his lowest OPS since 2013. Look at that. So maybe again, that might be a little bit bargaining chip right there as well. So it's going to be interesting. This is going to be one of the more fun conversations and developments going forward. And again, I think a lot of it is contingent or will weigh on the CBA because that could be, I mean, you could really open up the market if, if that's what he really wants to do. But here's the thing I, I, I think with Nelson Cruz, how much I don't have the, his, his B ref page or fan page in front of me, but he's made how many millions of dollars so far? He's not, it's not like he's playing for that. Right. I, I've got one opportunity to cash in. He's cashed in multiple he's times. In, yeah. Now. He's got, so some money. yeah. Again, like we said, he wants that ring. That's why the older players focus on the ring, the winning attitude. Where can yeah. I get that ring? Um, before we finish, of course, I do want to give a shout out to a couple of listeners, uh, that gave us reactions on the Tom Brady. What would you ask for? Mm -hmm. Thank you for sending those in. You, if you want to tell me what, and Kevin, if you want to tell us what you would trade for, for a TB 12, 600, uh, yard, whatever it's called, passing yards, (laughs) whatever. Passing touchdown. There you go. Tutties. Uh, what you would get short, let us know. We're a 400th 
home run from Longo, let us know. But I want to finish with this. Okay. You're not going to get away from this. Grade. Get your red Sharpie. What is your grade for Nelson Cruz as a Ray in 2021? Make sure to include your postseason stats, folks, because we do postseason stats here, too. We are not just going to dilly-daddle here, all right? We go hard. B minus. I'm going to push for a number. What is the highest B minus possible? 82? 80. Oh, eight, B minus 80. That was that. Oh. oh, the highest. Sorry. 82. Yes. 82. I'll give him an 82. Man, you feel better than I do about Nelly. Yeah. I don't, I don't think. Look, I think the X, because you were so hyped after that trade. I was. And what you've seen from Nelly since going back to his days with Texas. Oh, eight. Oh, nine. Like it's been a yes. while. Yeah. But I also think about, again, I'm not just looking at the numbers. I'm taking everything into account which we did yeah. and how much thicker the lineup got and how much the team kept winning, kept winning kept, until they got to the playoffs. They but he, he certainly helped them in one way or another to get to a hundred dubs. And I, I, I also just take into account the excitement factor too. Yeah, it was a great, great time after, I mean, we were on cloud nine. It happened. So that, that also yeah. brings a little bit of cachet to me, too. Okay. Uh, no, I have him lower. I have him lower by five points. I have him in at 77. So I'm oh. in a C plus. C plus. I, I think w- the job that he did was passable, yeah. very good passable. Um, wouldn't be opposed to seeing him wear that raise uniform next year mm-hmm. for the right price, for the right length of time. But. Um, Man, the postseason, I'm sorry. You just got to come through when you got to come through. Can I end this thing on a very brief Nelson Cruz trivia question? Sure. Hit me. You know I like trivia? Yeah. Since the start of the 2014 season, Nelson Cruz's 292 home runs, 292 home runs since the start of the 2014 season, that leads the majors. That is most in the majors. He is ahead of who? With 259. Which just goes to show you how, I mean, he has been the best power hitter. Mike Trout? I will say this guy's in the National League. I'll give you one more guess. Oh, okay. And no, I'll give you, I'll give you three strikes. I'll give you three okay, strikes. I'll do it fair. Okay. Mike National. Trout is incorrect, of course. Uh, and this guy is in the National League. National League. National League. Uh, Nolan Arenado. Wow. If you missed it, I was going to say, hey, Think about the ballpark, but Nolan Arenado Let's is go. correct. Let's 259. Go, I totally forgot about Nolan Arenado when he, when he went to St. Louis. I'm I like, know. Oh, what's happening with even that team that wins 18, 19 in a row, however many they did, I still don't even like they're in a different world to me. I just yeah. think, hey, they're boring. I can't, I can't watch <laughs> NL Central baseball. That's just me right now. That's fair. Uh, there we go. Very good. Man, killing it on trivia on a on Tuesday. How about that? Thank you. Uh, okay. Thank you again for making the Locked on Race podcast your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects with host Aram Lee. Uh, it's free and available on all platforms like this podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.